0: Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and on the third ever episode of The Rock Fight, that that episode is titled Mountain Bike Suspension. And I posit that in most instances, suspension on a bike is pointless. Now, when I started the show and I knew that my personal outdoor hot takes would be part of the show, I always envisioned the day where someone would challenge me and my opinions well folks i'm excited to announce that that day has arrived i'm joined today by adam jabber from the out of collective which is known for its top-notch outdoor and ski content adam is proving that he is full of angst by coming on less than 24 hours after hosting the new schoolers awards which must have been an exciting exhausting experience but he's here and he's ready to pick a rock fight with me adam heard my take on mountain bike suspension and is here to change my mind adam welcome to the arena
1: Thanks, dude. I uh, I'm psyched to be here. This will be uh this will be really <laughs> fun. I'm interested to see how uh, how people react and how many people automatically agree with me out of the gate.
0: It's definitely been one of the better performing episodes. It's have I've I've the feedback I've received, which I haven't not hasn't been a lot in the early days of this podcast, has been dude love rigid mountain bikes. So uh, it's definitely touched the nerve with some folks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dude, rigid mountain bikers are exactly like teleskiers where they're just doing it, even though it's shittier. That's all they're doing. Like they're just doing something because it's worse so that they can complain about it in private and then go out in public and be like, it is my life. It is my identity. I care about nothing else.
0: All right. So we also should do a hot take where you talk, go off on teleskiers just so you can, (laughs) I can, I can, my buddy Jay Getzel, who is a a consummate teleskier and tells me all the time how wonderful it is. And I'm like, oh, I don't get it, do. Best
1: turn ever, dude. The <laughs> turn is more real. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, just go skiing. I don't care if you're a telly skier, but I don't need to hear about it every day.
0: Yeah. Well, he also lives in Colorado. So there's the combo.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of so,
0: sense. So here's how this is going to work. All right. So my take. And then you've already, you've already tipped the hand of where you stand on this. My take is that for most people, mountain bike suspension is, is pretty useless Uh, for the type of riding that I like to do my rigid bike. I feel like it's more fun. I love not having to worry about stuff breaking. Uh, Suspension has become so pervasive that it's found on big box bike to the, you know, people expect it to be there because that's what a mountain bike is supposed to look like. If you're a downhiller, I get it. It's crucial, all that stuff. But if you like flowy single track, more cross country dirt, I don't think it is. So you're picking a rock fight with me today. I'm going to yield the floor to you, make your case. And at the end, either I'm going to be convinced and I'll renounce my hot day <laughs> <laughs> or I'm I'm not going to do that. So, yeah.
1: So I, I think the there is lot yours. To this. I think this I think there's a lot to this. I think first and foremost, we we've, we've already acknowledged this in private rigid bikes are for hipsters. Like that is a thing. And it's always hard to convince a hipster that what they're doing is not efficient, not effective, and nobody really cares. So I think that that's, we have to put that aside for a second. I noticed that you brought up in your argument in the initial podcast, listen to it. You you started off on a on a suspension bike, right? Oh, like
0: I did, yes. If
1: you start with suspension, you build the skills in order to be able to ride a rigid bike effectively. If I go stick <laughs> a beginner mountain biker, if I go stick a beginner mountain biker on a bike with no suspension and ask them to ride the same trails that we would be riding on a regular basis, it is going to be way harder of an experience and probably in the long-term deter them from actually going into the spurt into the sport any further i think that's like the mm, easiest mm. right out of the gate point that you can make right like everybody needs an entry to the sport you don't go and stick beginner skiers on a world cup boot you just don't do it like they're not going to be able to use it it doesn't make sense and by no means am i comparing a rigid bike to the highest performance equipment available because it's actually the opposite right it's like going for simplicity you're bringing stuff back you're kind of eliminating some of the things that can be problematic. And while I am not, I'm not an idiot there. <laughs> for I mean, I am, but like when it comes <laughs> to suspension and bikes and tech and all this stuff, this is what I do. I very, am, I'm very much aware that there are downsides to suspension. You need to maintain it. There's different levels. It does break. There are things that are annoying about it. The benefit far outweighs the negative to it because it allows you to ride more stuff more often. Right. It allows you to ride techier hard, especially like, right. I'm in New England. Everything I ride on a regular basis is chunky. It's tight. And like you go from riding something semi smooth to dropping something and in literally a heartbeat and then go and just like go through a rock garden that would feel like absolute garbage when there's nothing breaking that impact into your body. Like, I don't even know how people do it. That And again, full suspension is a different story. I don't want to make that argument because I think there is a huge like hardtail. If everybody's going to buy one mountain bike, I think it always should be a hardtail with a suspension fork. I don't think that it should be a full suspension bike. Full suspension bikes are dope. There's a lot of cool things about them. But if you're not like you don't want to spend a ton of money, you want a good value bike, a hardtail mountain bike is the way to go. I am very much of the belief that like if you want to have a good time, you get the right gear having suspension to me is the right gear because out of the box it is set up in a way that's made to make riding easier and more fun right it takes up the shock it takes like it literally is in the name we're talking about suspension right it is literally suspending you from taking the impact of everything on the ground that you are riding over I think if you're going to ride a rigid mountain bike, there are better ways to do that. I would actually argue a gravel bike is more efficient if you're going to do that than a rigid mountain bike because you can ride faster. You have, ju- honestly, just as much control in many, many situations. Like, I've, I've ridden plenty of trails on my gravel bike that are single track trails. Right. It's fine. Am I having or riding the same pace on that bike as I am on a full suspension or a hardtail with a suspension fork? Fuck no, dude. It's not even close. Like my, if you look at, say you just use Strava, which is like the bane of my existence pretty often, your times are right there. You can just measure time and be like, all right, cool. And again, I think back to my initial point, the main thing is you don't build the skills to be able to ride a gravel bike or ride a rigid bike effectively on technical trails without starting with something that actually buffers that a little bit for you. So, you know, you're, you're number one,
0: a hipster biker. Like I'm a 47 year old dad. I mean, come on. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) like now do I wear the occasional salvaged denim that is cuffed? Yeah, I do. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Do I like having a mustache? I do, but I think I've outgrown (laughs) the ability to be a a hipster. Number two, I just want to ask you, when's the last time you rode a rigid bike?
1: Two days ago. Come on. I swear to God, a rigid mountain bike. Swear to God, Too what? Amazing. You you a own a rigid P, mountain bike? Richie P twenty nine with a rigid. Oh, well,
0: there we go. This conversation's over. You're on my team. You're just you're I just, own yeah, one.
1: It doesn't mean I like riding it. You know where I rode it, dude? I rode it to the grocery store. That's oh. where I rode it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I, you ride your rigid mountain bike to the grocery store, and not your gravel bike? Because it's, first of all, a gravel bike, you have the drop handlebars. It's not quite as efficient. I can ride my mountain all bike right, all right. in, like, a little easier. I don't have to worry about braking. I can stick shit on the handlebars a little easier. You got a little basket on Got it. it now. Got it. That's how you know. I have an expensive, rigid mountain bike that is literally, like, its sole purpose is to ride around town. And if I feel like hitting a trail on the way home, I will and I can. But is it the way to do it? I don't, I don't think so. If I'm going mountain biking... <laughs> There's no fucking chance in hell I'm taking that bike.
0: so there is there is a nuance here to the the rider themselves, right? Because when I especially when I take on the big box thing and the sort of pervasive nature of what a mountain bike is supposed to be, and you sure. look at the the Walmart, you know, the the, the dicks mountain bikes, and it's like you know those things. If they make it onto a fire road, it's probably going to be a miracle, right? So it's like, why, why bother? Like, bring bring rigid back for just everyday bike. For it's a if you're buying it as a cruiser bike, buy a cruiser bike. Like, why are you buying this mountain bike? But my thing on the the rigid fork is number one, it does make you a better rider. So if you truly are going mountain biking, you know you are going to develop skills on a rigid. You're going to learn how to maneuver better on a, on a rigid fork than if you have suspension It won't it won't it won't you know sugarcoat it for you. Mm-hmm. And my experience is that I was shocked. I almost had the shop put a fork on that bike. And it was truly like, I'm going to give this a try. I've never, I hadn't ridden a rigid mountain bike since, you know, the specialized I had in like 1997 that I got it a plate against sports in Portsmouth, yeah. New Hampshire, by the way. But the, uh, so, when I got out there though, and I was, you know, very rocky trails, it didn't really seem like I was I had lost anything. And that's kind of when I became the convert. Was like, why am I? I was purposely seeking out rock gardens, a thing to ride through that I'm like, why is I should be hating this? And I and I just thought it was really, really fun. So I'm like, well, well yeah. then what's the point? Like, what am I actually getting from that from that fork? So and yeah. then I took out uh my salsa 29er uh with a, with a fork. And it just felt slower and mushier and I didn't like it as much. So that's my, that's kind of, it's my only real rebuttal. I just think it's more
1: fun. Yeah. And I think you're allowed to think it's more fun. I think the, (laughs) the step that is missing is like on rugged terrain, right? Like I said, where I'm coming from, I'm riding New England typically. And, and again, when I go out and I ride in Colorado and people are like, "Oh, these trails are so shit," and they're buff to shit, I'm just like, "This isn't fun either." I like, I, I mean, yeah, is it fast? Is it cool? Oh, you
0: are a New England rider.
1: Sure, but like, I want to ride Pacific Northwest, like rudy, muddy, like loamy type shit, or I want to ride what I'm riding here, where it's like it is chunky. Like, there's no right. other way around. it's rudy. It's rocky. It's chunky. Everything's in the way always. The trail never gets maintained. Like the stuff is just it's a mess. And without a full suspension mountain bike, I just can't even see myself going out there and being like, yeah, this is cool. This is what I want. Could I do it? Sure. Do I want to do it? No.
0: (laughs) The one thing I'll concede and I will concede this having lived in New England and I've lived in the Northwest, too, and the Rudy Trails in New England, especially Especially kind of like around where you are. There are those like just random rock gardens and really rooty trails. They're rarely dry. And and it's always on like some little climb. You get these little roly climbs, and you got to negotiate all of that. And yeah, a a a little a little suspension there, a little give to kind of take up some of that in the front end definitely make, makes a difference.
1: I think I think terrain is a huge part of it. I think it's yeah. what you're riding matters a hundred percent. My argument is like, I just don't think a rigid is better in all situations. I think it's better in some situations. Well, like I said, like if I want to go to the grocery store and on my way, I want to hit my local trail. I think it's a great bike for that. Like, I really think it's, it's fun. Cause I'm going to go ride yeah. two miles, yeah. a single track, and I'm going to ride a 12 mile ride. That's dope. It's the same way that I use a gravel bike where I'm going to go and I'm going to ride, you know, Vermont back roads and gravel and like class four, like gritty shit, but I'm also going to ride on the road a bunch. I think there's right. a there that makes a lot of sense. For a rigid of any type, but having a suspension fork really takes so much of the weight out of your body and lets you ride longer. Like it truly just lets like your. I mean, dude, wait until you ride the whole enchilada on a rigid. Your hands and your arms and your shoulders are going to feel like they're falling off your body. Like I don't think I
0: get that much from the fork. I just don't think it really. I I really don't think it adds that much.
1: But, okay. I think you have rubber in all of your extremities. Like, I think there must be something preventing you specifically <laughs> from feeling any of that stuff. Because I go ride on a rigid, and I'll ride, like, the stuff that I normally ride and I am so much more beat up. And I'm sure the more you ride it, the more, like, it feels more normal, whatever. But right. there's no chance in hell that I'm riding the same level of stuff on a rigid. And definitely not feeling like, it. again... Could you? Sure. Do I want to? No. And that's, I think the biggest thing is like, I can ride better and more comfortably and have more fun with a suspension fork Mm. than I can on a rigid. And again, maybe that speaks to my ability as a rider, (laughs) but I can ride a fucking bike. Like I have no, like no problem saying like I am fine at riding bikes. Even when I'm in bad shape, a rigid is like, it's cool but it's not a suspension bike. Like it is not the same thing.
0: All right. So my second concession, I'll go back to one of the first things you said too, is if I were going to recommend a a first bike to somebody, you know, I probably would the, the, the hardtail with a suspension fork, but with a dropper post would probably be the one because you're right. It is. I think having to have that experience and kind of then it's, I think it's better to work backward from there than to start on the rigid. Then you're right. If you're really going to learn a mountain bike and you're not just buying the Walmart bike and you're going out for sure. sure. Now, i now where do you stand on full suspension because that's the one thing i i won't bend on especially since you can get a dropper post now yeah. i had my last full suspension bike when i went back to a hardtail which didn't even have a dropper i never missed a, I didn't miss a beat i didn't i didn't like it. it i felt better about the hardtail than than the than having a full squish now what we you have a full squish? you have both right
1: yeah i have a few and like i for me a full suspension has a purpose right if i want a cushy, fun ride. And I'm going for the downhill, a full mm-hmm. suspension purpose. And I will say if you asked me three or four years ago, I probably would have argued and been like, ah, I don't really see a huge need for most of what I'm riding for a full suspension. And like, I'm always the guy that brings a bike that's completely undergun for like riding the bike. Like I was like racing cross country and then riding the downhill park, like everything at the downhill park on a 110 mil full suspension mountain bike. Like that's not normally what people do. And I'm down to do that fairly right. often. I actually think it makes it fun because it's sketchy, but if I'm going to pick the right tool for the job, like, and I know that my goal is to have more fun on the downhill, having a full suspension, especially in 2023, because of how much more efficient all of the suspension has gotten. Sure. is a huge difference. Like the way that I can pedal, like my rebel rail is fucking blasphemous compared to the way that I would pedal like a Bronson from five years ago it just pedals so much better and I can like I'm not losing a ton am I losing something on the uphill yes but on the downhill it just feels better man like Mm -hmm. there's more I can hit a bigger drop I can it builds confidence for me like I'm not a huge jump guy I'm not a huge drop guy like but if I hit a five foot drop on a hardtail I feel it and I know that there's not a lot of room for error there if right. I do it on a full suspension, there is room for error there. There is something that I can do. It'll take some of my suck out of me and like put it into the bike and we negate some of that. And I think that that's where there's a big benefit for people is having a full suspension in specific terrain. If I could tell everybody to buy something, it's like you buy a gravel bike, you buy a hardtail with a suspension fork and a dropper, and you buy a full suspension. Yeah. And again, like back to the beginning point, when you're starting, I don't. To me, I would rather see you buy a used bike at $200, like a specialized hard rock from 1995. Yep. That's a fully rigid start there, fine, as opposed to buying a Walmart bike. But to me, everybody should start with a $600 to $800 mountain bike. Get used to riding that because honestly, like they're pieces of shit, like, but like, that's what you're intentionally buying, right? That, Your that's body-
0: every sport, man. Like my first, you know, my oh. first surfboard was a, was a 10 foot foamy, you know, it just like oh. nothing not wrong with foam boards, by the way. I love foam boards, but you know what I mean? It was a, it was a cheap board that I got off of Amazon. Right. And it's just like, I'm going to yeah. learn to surf. And then you're like, oh, okay. I want to do it this way now. Right. Same thing.
1: Totally. Yeah. And there's, there's a huge benefit to that. And like, I'm calling them pieces of shit, but like, it's dude, if you just want to go for one mountain bike ride a month, that bike will do the job for you for and you'll have 20, 20 years. Trips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll just last and it's fine. And you don't need to worry about like servicing your suspension because it wasn't good in the beginning. So it doesn't yeah. matter that it's bad later. So I think there is a point of diminishing returns with suspension bikes where you're going and you're buying this $6,000 hardtail with like a Fox factory, <laughs> And you have to service it every year in order for it to not feel like garbage. Yeah, sure. There is definitely a downside to that, too, because now you're committed. It's like buying a race car. It's like if I drive my race car every single day, I don't have a race car. But if I drive a race car every single day, there's no way that that car is going to last me for what I want to do, like driving it the way, like just driving it recreationally, like it's going to need to be serviced. It's going to need to be like I bought it for a specific purpose. And I think there's something to be said for the way that people go about buying their bikes right yeah I think if totally you're gonna do this and you're like i want a cheap bike that has nice components and i want to buy a rigid sure you can save a little money but my argument is always like you can buy a middle-of-the-road component group like a group set on a decent bike with a dropper post for 1200 bucks right now as a hardtail that like couple hundred dollars that you're saving makes such a big difference if you're a casual biker it just makes the ride better it makes it smoother and it's not costing you a ton of money to service or to have
0: right well back Uh, to one thing you said number one like the riding style matters because if i find myself on a trail where there's a five foot drop i've made a big mistake like i should that's like that is that is not how i ride and uh and anything like i'm riding my gravel bike more than anything and the other thing too is like the 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 uh the big interest I have right now, I'm going with my first bike packing trip in two months. Like it just those are the things I'm more interested in. And definitely that is framing how you know the bikes I like to ride. Um, but you're absolutely right. If your budget is unlimited, yeah, you start at the gravel or I guess even the road bike, right? And then you work your way up and you yeah. have one of everything. But yeah. if you stripped it all away and you took all my bikes away or said you could only have one. I, I would, I would keep my, my rigid karate monkey. That's the most fun I've, I have on a bike. And it's like, and I have to, and I'm not saying this to alienate the fans I've gained through who are my rigid bike fans out there. I see you surly fans. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the rock fight. But that being said, I am, I just, it's my favorite bike that I've ever ridden. And I go like, I, I, I can't get over it. It's so fun. Like yeah. that. We thought was before we hit record, I was telling you, I'm going uh, to do a tell you ride the Moab hut trip this summer. I really want to bring it and I know that uh, I should bring my salsa with a front fork just to save myself the set to your point about the seven days in a row riding, and then riding the whole enchilada, my, my shoulders and arms will be just jacked up by the time we get to day six or seven, even though most of that trip could probably be just fine on the rigid bike. Uh-huh. This is for the cumulization over the few days. And that's like, Oh man, I really want to bring my karate monkey, but it's okay. I'm not, I'm going to make the right decision. But I yeah. think, you know, Really, what it is that what you want to do on a bike ultimately is what matters here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're absolutely right. If I were gonna recommend one bike, I would not say go out and ride this bike for sure. <laughs> I'd say get something <laughs> <they do> that. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is the right call. So I guess I guess I'm gonna say that uh, I my mind is not changed, but you make some good points.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll accept that because I again like I don't want to shit on rigids because I think there's a good argument for that. For me, it would still yeah. be like if I could pick one bike, it would still be a hard tail front suspension with a dropper right and just gear it correctly like right. i just think like, the lockout on a fork matters and i think suspension especially like a mid-level suspension is so efficient right now yeah that you can ride that like i can ride it unlocked almost anywhere and not feel like i'm losing a ton i mean shit man you're seeing more and more suspension Gravel bikes now,
0: right? I, I now like that, that I'm like morally opposed to, like, what the fuck? Are I you think doing? it's
1: dumb too, but I think <laughs> there's a purpose for it, right? The, the people that you're seeing do all of these huge rides, like, it, I think that there's something to be said about the impact that it takes away from your body, again. I think suspension on gravel bikes is stupid. I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. It would not be my choice because at that point, buy a mountain bike. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's what I mean. I mean, when I was racing mountain like cross-country mountain bikes, I had like 2.1 tires on. I mean, you can get skinny exactly. tires on a mountain bike. Like, what are you doing?
1: Exactly. Yeah. But to that point, like, I, I don't know, dude, I've had a Karate Monkey before. It's a dope bike. Like, it's a cool bike. But no chance in hell would i ride that bike over a santa cruz chameleon right like where you can run whatever you want i can put a 2.0 tire on it i can put a 2.8 right. tire on it, and either way i'm in perfectly good shape to ride whatever i feel like and i could just live with that bike for the rest of my life and not worry about what i'm going to go ride like i genuinely could ride whatever i needed to on that bike
0: well so can i on my rigid karate bike <laughs> <laughs> You are talking
1: about a fraction of the people in the world (laughs) right now. It's like, yes. Is that true for you? Yes. Could it be true for me? Sure. Do like, are most people going to go out and do that? Or should most people go out and do that? I am going to say absolutely. fine. Hey, do you want to hear about my new telly skis? Oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) i have that i also don't want to
0: hear <laughs> But about, i don't have to tell skis, i swear but the uh but this is something when i was talking to justin hausman about this with this with the mountain but uh with the trail runners versus boots there is a weird thing for as welcoming as the outdoor community is and the sort of all the just improvements to our lives we get by going outside and doing these things right i, I always describe it as like the secret like the first time you go and do something it's like you get to see it's like, you know, getting to see over the top of something like, oh, I know about this now. And yeah. yet we are all so willing to look side-eyed at anybody else who's out there like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. That's the wrong decision over there. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. And I'm, it's funny because I'm always like, oh, inclusivity. Oh, we should do this. Like, why should we judge anybody because they want to do And then I'm the first person to be like, what the f-? fuck is that like that you know what I mean like there's such a disparity between like the way that I feel genuinely and what comes out of my mouth sometimes because like your initial reaction is like that's weird I don't know why you're doing that there is a better way and I just think that like it, there's always an argument one way or the other, and I don't think individually we're ever going to concede whether that is a better way or not. About we're right. just going to do what we feel like. Because years ago, I would have told you I'll ride a hundred mil full suspension bike till the day I die, and I won't ride <laughs> so, anything so else. I, right, exactly. So now I'm like, I don't think I need that anymore. But it's just like the tech yeah. changes, the bikes change, and the way that people ride change. The way that i the way that I ride today is different than the way I rode five years ago. So me the too, way that too. I feel about riding bikes currently is very indicative of the time that i'm riding in them right like i just think that like i might come to a point when i'm 45 and i'm like i think it's rigid time maybe maybe that'll be my my britney era dude and i like shave my head bald i keep my mustache and i just ride rigids every single day and i ditch my car and like that's what i do that is totally within the realm of possibility but this Adam is telling that Adam that he's a fucking moron. Like, there's no way that that is in this time the right thing for me.
0: Yeah, I, the more I uh, I do the, this this podcast, I start wondering if I should have just renamed it the old guy on the couch podcast, because like as, <laughs> as, as like the 47 year old, who, I'm that guy in the demographic you're describing. I'm like, no, yeah. man, this is great. Like, simplify, 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 <laughs> go, yeah, go ride yeah. that fire road. That fire road is sick.
1: yeah dude, and i'm i'm with you dude there's plenty of stuff that i like i ride i live at the bottom of mount tom and like i ride the fire road down all the time because it's a blast it's so steep it's so fast it's chunky it's stupid i i love riding that as like the end to my ride all the time there's also trails across the street that have like on the descent have you know full-on like you know three foot tall berms now and like Mm. built jumps And like everything in between rock drop, like everything there. And like, sometimes I want to ride that. Sometimes I want to ride the fire road. And you know what lets me do that? A suspension bike. What? No, no.
0: (laughs) Rigid with dropper post. Rigid with dropper
1: post. You are welcome to come out here anytime and we will ride both trails and we'll see (laughs) what the times look like on those things. And we'll see what the riding feels and looks Mm. like in that particular situation. Again, like I have, both options outside of this door within less than a quarter mile. Of All right, Surly, car. Surly, you,
0: you, Surly, you, you put you put my blog post up because you liked my take. I want you to sponsor the uh, the bike off.
1: Oh, we'll backyard. film it. We'll produce it. We'll do a full <laughs> video on it. We can go head to head. This is like this is good content. But I am tell we just did like a three ninety nine ski versus a nine ninety nine ski video. I saw that, uh, and it's like it's doing really well because like people want to know, do I need to buy a three ninety nine? So maybe people want to know do I want to buy a rigid? But the thing is, it's like, dude, Bridges aren't cheaper. Like that's the other no, thing. No, it was
0: not a cheap bike.
1: That's what I mean. It's like, rigid's are not. So like there's not even a price argument because the only bikes yeah. available are targeted at people who could afford to buy a, a suspension bike and don't right. want. So like that should say something about the demographic as it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap
0: this up. I guess the, uh, the bottom line is my mind has not changed but i think we have established that ultimately ride what you like find what you like and ride the shit out of it and that's ultimately what everybody should do when it comes to mountain biking
1: yeah this is a stalemate
0: hey man thanks for coming on the show
1: of course anytime dude all right
0: that's our show for today huge thanks to my sparring partner and guest adam jabber for heeding the call and coming to throw some rocks at me even if he's wrong it's still awesome that he was up for the fight Be sure to head over to outofpodcast.com to see what's going on on the Out of Collective. Do you want to pick a fight with the Rock Fight? Send your comments and suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. One more show coming this week, and I'm so excited about it. Instead of a movie review, tomorrow, Friday, March 10th, I'll be doing my Oscars preview pod where I run down the best outdoor moments in all of this year's Academy Awards Best Picture nominees, and I will offer my prediction and choice for Best Picture on the Oscars, which airs this Sunday night. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. Rock Fight!